It's time for Done Being Single with your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Scharf. If you're dating the same type over and over again, making the same mistakes and not finding love, then you're not done being single. What you need is some tough love dating intervention, Trevor and Robbie style. Whether you're new to dating or have been dating forever, we've got you covered. Now, here are your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Sharp. Thank you so much. Thank you. Actually, it's maybe more like that. Is anybody out there listening live? <laughs> we know that, uh, good, good day, everybody. Uh, but we know that there's probably like 10 or 12 people listening live, but everybody will be downloading it throughout the week, which is exciting. Right. And that's us. what's important. It is. It's just listen any way you can, wherever you can. It uh, doesn't matter where you are. It, we're here for you at all times. So that's let's true. get right to this because <sighs> dating with baggage. Wow. That's a uh, topic. There's a lot to unpack. <laughs> I, I have to take a breath because I have so much experience with this subject. It Am is, I going to want to hear about all this experience? Uh, well, you're living with it. So, Boy, you know, the truth. come on, who better than you to you're vouch right. for my baggage? Correct. And it's a subject that is near, but it is not so dear to my heart because I, I have baggage. I have dated with baggage and I have dated guys with shit tons of baggage. And I will tell you guys, and I don't, I don't have to tell you, it's not easy. It's not easy dealing with your own baggage, let alone um, someone else's. But um, I just, you know, the good news is that everyone has it. Mm-hmm. And um, I have it. You have it. And by the end of this episode, uh, I think everybody will feel 10 pounds lighter having unloaded their baggage some way, somehow. Okay. But I want to I wanna distinguish. I think it's important that we distinguish between, you know, different kinds of baggage because there is the emotional kind of baggage, which is definitely what I brought into this relationship. Uh, I don't have kids. I, I don't have, I mean, I did have crazy exes, but I didn't bring them in. I don't have a divorce. Mm-hmm. Hopefully I never will. Um, but there is emotional baggage, which I consider fear, pain, suffering of some kind, um, past programming, um, old, old unresolved issues, um, stuff you carry with you from, you know, in your life that you start picking up however old you are and it just stays with you. And, um, and then there's the other kind of baggage, which is more situational. Uh, well, there, you know, baggage, uh, has a connotation to it. It's uh, it sounds negative. Uh, obviously, it's something that uh, weighs you down, and you bring it with you wherever you go. It sounds like. Uh, so there, as Travis said, there's many different types. Uh, I guess some of the situational baggages that we're talking about is uh, maybe a, a bad ex that is still in your life, and uh, we'll we'll dig yeah. into a few yeah. of these uh, kids that you do share with an ex. Uh, in-laws, aging parents. Oh, ding, ding, ding. Wow, that's something. Ding, ding, yeah. ding. Where's our sound effect for uh, that? Well, um, okay. okay. Yeah, yes. that is my, that's my baggage, which by the way, is my aging parents. And again, thank God they don't, they aren't computer savvy and they're not listening to this. <laughs> uh, they have become, okay, I'm not alone here. Um, sort of my teenage kids in a way. It has turned around. There are the kids. 
our parents do become our kids and we do become our parents. And yes. we'll probably hate when we say things that kind of sound like our parents used to sound to us. Yeah. But we're uh, forced to do that. But my, I think the, those, all that stuff is, that kind of baggage is, you know, it's workable. It's manageable. It's baggage handle, handleable. Handleable. It wasn't very manageable last night, was it? No, okay. it really wasn't. Um, but but uh, uh, we're still working on it. You know, it's, it's, it's a process. It's a journey. And uh, my lovely wife uh, is still going through this, and it's a it's a very difficult thing. Uh, I I did go through this already uh, twenty years ago with my mother, who was a. Uh, uh, diagnosed with a, an illness called Pick's disease, which is a frontal lobe dementia. So there were uh, things that we had to deal with as a family, uh, my father and my sisters, uh, in terms of uh, uh, not ex- we, we had to realize that we can't we could no longer expect her to react normally to normal situations. And so one of the things that we learned is uh, we can't change those. We can only change the way we deal with those people. Okay, and that so, is the biggest thing that we've so I have to learn. So I have a question for you. Did you bring that into your relationships? Uh, I think what it gave me was uh, an ability to deal with a situation that has helped me in other situations. So just what I said, like if, if you are unable, if you realize you're not able to change somebody else, but you can change the way you deal with that person, that applies to many other situations that uh, could come up. And uh, I, I, I found that that is something that I've been able to use. So you've, you've made your baggage work for you. So I, it's, I, I treat it more like storage, okay. not baggage. Which we, which is a good metaphor, because we do have storage. Yes, it's in the valley, it's in Chatsworth, and um, it's a very nice yes. storage space. By it's the lovely. way, if we, I wish we were being sponsored by by uh, Storequest. Thank you. Is it Storequest? But it's Storequest, but that's okay. Anyway, uh, but I, I have a question about your baggage, Robbie Sharp. Oh boy. Can it, can it be said that you, because you stayed so so single, because you were so single, because you were single for as long as you were, that that naturally connotates there's some, some would say, well, there's got to be baggage there because why were you single for so long? Were, well, you, were is, you carrying some kind of something that prevented you from uh, truly committing? Oh, I, I, let certainly. Me, okay. No, it's not. It's but I, wanna, I also want to add Along with the the uh, you know the emotional stuff, commitment issues. Yeah. That's baggage. I'm gonna pile on some more. I mean, no. Uh, well, I'm gonna share. All, was, you share. I share. Was, uh, that it was not never associated with baggage, and we've discussed this, I think, in in past uh, shows. That uh, the answer was, I just haven't met her yet. Why am I still single? That's why I haven't met the one yet. Uh, I I believe I have. Thank you. So, Where are the you chirping know, birds yes. uh, sound effect? You uh, gotta have that. Uh, the lovey, the lovey. Do- no, oh, nothing. Oh, God, okay, that wrong one. All right. <laughs> no, that's my family. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, um, is that bag? I don't consider that to be baggage. I, I think baggage is uh, the inability to properly deal with a bad ex relationship, and you bring that to your future relationships, be it loving relationships or friendships, business relationships. Uh, so to me, that would be more uh, what I would, would believe to be baggage. 
Uh, luckily, in my past, I've had some, you know, some cuckoos in, in back there, but uh, nothing that would be. Um, uh, I'm, I'm pretty uh, injury free there. I don't feel like I've been injured. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that my. Uh, well, I'm not going to say that because you you could make the argument that some of my upbringing, some of the role modeling I had could have uh, contributed to why I was single for as long as I was. And I don't know if you could call that technically baggage, but I would say that there is a reason. Um, uh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to own it. I'm going to own my my shit right, right. now, people. Uh, yeah, I had to work out a lot of stuff to get uh, to get myself unburdened, to get myself free to love, to get myself to a place where um, I didn't come into a relationship with a bunch of crap. Okay, I did a lot of work to become your wife. What kind of work? I had to breathe a lot. Um, I had to let go of a lot of stuff. I had to... Uh, resolve issues, old issues with my parents. Um, I had, and all good, all good. If you happen to be listening, mom and dad, if somebody should happen to have a computer, I don't think so, but um, you know, you guys did, you, you did a great job, but I did, I picked, I took the ball and ran with it. So lots of therapy, um, lots of inner work, lots of facing the hard truths about myself. And were you able to apply that? And I'll tell you something. Yes. Before I forget, because you know what? I'm, I'm a little menopausal. And if I don't, I sometimes I'll forget like a, that point I'm trying to make. Okay. Guess what? I forgot what I was going to say. God okay. damn it. <laughs> Shit. All right. Well, maybe if I interrupt you again, uh, you'll remember. Uh, so were you able to apply what you were working on uh, to the next relationship? So you didn't want to repeat your mistakes. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here's what unloading your baggage does for you. Or here's what uh, facing, tackling the tough, the tough job of unloading is that it makes you less tolerant of other people, of other people's ta- um, baggage. That's the good news about taking care of your stuff, um, unloading, unburdening, releasing. It, re- it will make you so less... Um, uh, tolerant uh, to or patient to fix other people's stuff, take on their baggage, and that would be the the good news of it. Because you know, it's it's up to us. You need to everybody listening right now. It is your incumbent upon you if you want a healthy relationship. All right. So there are many it, different kinds of of baggage. We're, we've touched on a few. There's there's others. There's uh, financial it could be baggage. You know, past businesses that continue to possibly cause financial hardships on people. Uh, that is baggage that will follow you until it's properly dealt with. Uh, and then there's issues and or drama. So does baggage equal drama? Uh, people who have issues or are overly dramatic, those are people that have baggage. And uh, sometimes uh, we... Uh, have to deal with them. Sometimes we try to avoid them. So uh, people with with issues that are overly dramatic have baggage. Yeah, and no one's holding a gun to your head, forcing you to take it on. 
I mean, I've always said, you know, unless someone, if someone's not willing to help you unload your baggage or unpack your baggage, you know, you, you shouldn't be expected to unpack theirs. And I think there is, like, everybody needs to take responsibility for themselves. So, and we're going to have somebody on, come on, we have a guest coming on who is, I like to call him a professional baggage handler, <laughs> um, Tom Caruso, MFT. Um he is a uh, marriage and family therapist. He is going to help you guys uh, call in now, 888-346-9141. This is free therapy, you guys. Get it while it's hot. He's good. He's going to help you unload. You're going to release a ton of crap. It's going to feel like emotional enema um, or at least just a purge of some sort. So he's coming on uh, after the break. And we are open for emails. You can email us at Treva and Robbie. That is T-R-E-V-A-A-N-D-R-O-B-B-Y at donebeingsingle.com. Yeah, so stay tuned because I'm. Uh, there's going to be a big reveal here after the break. Well, wow. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. I am ready so for it. So stay with us. Plus, and, uh, plus more of my baggage, which I know is just... So interesting to people, but I have a ton of it. I mean, when you date for as long as I have, and you have, you know. Yeah, of course. Okay, we are going to go to break right now, and then we are going to come back with our guest, Tom Caruso. So stay tuned. Now, back to done being single with dating badasses, Trevor and Robbie Sharp. Okay. Okay, so we're back, and I'm going to bring, we are bringing on Tom Caruso, who is a licensed marriage and family therapist, as I had mentioned. Graduated from Antioch University in L.A. with a master's degree in psychology and is in cur- currently in private practice in Redondo Beach and Beverly Hills. He is a divorced single dad with three kids, mm. and he knows a thing or two about balancing career, parenthood, and a love life all at the same time. Welcome, Tom. Hi, you guys. Hey, Tom. <laughs> nice, to, nice to be on here. Um, by the way, just so everyone knows, baggage isn't a technical term. Oh, what is the technical uh, I don't, term for I don't, that? I, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what does baggage mean. I, I, uh. I, 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 here's what I think it means. I know I, when we were dating at 20 years old, we just didn't have much discernment, and we just kind of were attracted to people, and then we started dating. And then we started dating in our 40s and 50s. We have more of an idea about things. It's kind of like you do odd jobs when you're 20, 21, 22, but when you're later in life, you have more of an idea. You're not going to do those certain jobs. You have kind of a more of an idea of who you are. So part of it is just being aware of what you're able and willing to do and what situation you can handle. And then of course it has to do with who you're, who you're with. But yeah, what is baggage? I don't really, I'm trying to think about it. Uh, I always thought about it as just kids, exes, parents, and mental health issues. That's a good start. Okay, so Addiction, how, that's, a that's, a good, that's a really that's good a great one. one. I've I've ended a few relationships based on that, and I yeah, don't. And me, I, I mean, maybe baggage is a bottom like I, I call them bottom liners. So for me, there's the bottom line thing. So yes, uh, uh, if someone if someone's an addict, I, I I'm like I, I'm not doing this. Well, that's that begs the question then, if you love someone, how willing should you be and able and patient in taking it on and hanging with them and helping them? Are you giving them a chance to find out if you love them before you find out about their addiction? Or are you, is their addiction something that you are learning about 
right up front and then helps you make a decision as to whether you want to stick around. You must really well, want to. You know, yeah. So, well, that's, that's how, how many times I can't tell you how many times people have gotten married and didn't know. Oh, I found out my husband and wife is a sex addict or secretly was on uh, Percocet or something like that. Uh, it happens to people all the time. Now all of a sudden, oops! I married an addict and I didn't know. Uh, then you know, then yeah, an individual that kind of that sort of happened to Robbie when he married me. He <laughs> discovered I was a. What, what, what? At hypochondriac, I was neurotic. What mm-hmm. else? Five minutes from uh, menopause. It was all you know. But he took it on. Yeah. Took, I mean, you know. But then again, I'm on it. Like it's a whole different thing if you if you're not actively uh, working your shit. Correct. Well, there you go. And to me, that whatever baggage means, I know for me, if I'm dating or starting a relationship, I want somebody who has the courage. And the wherewithal and the desire to take on their own baggage for their own reasons, their own desire to grow and be healthy and content, as opposed to people who have baggage and just feel victimized and overwhelmed by it. Like, yeah, I and I think know, I'm my, sorry, parents, my parents are a nightmare. My ex-husband's a nightmare. My ex-wife's a nightmare. You know, it's like, well, yeah, I'm not interested in the complaining person. I'd like the person who's, well, what, how, do you, how do you want to handle it, this, this challenging situation? And I, and I think handling it ha- and handling it is is really what we are talking about because I think that people that don't have experience with that, and I don't know, that's probably a very few percentage of people we're talking about. But if you don't have percentage, if you, if you don't have experience in handling baggage, uh, it doesn't give you the ability to deal with whatever baggage may come forward in the future. So that experience, whatever you have, bad, good anything that comes from the past really helps you in dealing with what is going to come in the future. I think it does prepare you. Yeah. I also think that having a history of it, having either um, been raised in, you know, a a house with a lot of drama and chaos, uh, it kind of um, trains you uh, for, uh, you know, a future of baggage handling for lack of a better word, you know, like I, uh, I grew up uh, in a little bit of a um, chaotic, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a perfect home. I mean, my parents did their best, but um, I'm used to a level of sort of instability and I am used to it and familiar with it. So I would I would take it on when I got into relationships and uh, I thought, well, this is my job. I like this guy and he's a little fucked up or he's got a crazy ex or an ugly divorce. I guess this is, you know, this comes with the territory. I'm single and um, this is what you do. But, you know, as I've learned uh, with age and time, not necessarily. And with that said, I, uh, in the interest of full disclosure, Here's my big reveal. Um, I know Tom Caruso because we used to date. <gasps> and not, oh. yes, I was not a patient, um, but we used to date, and that's how Tom and I know each other. And oh. he's a great guy. And Tom, I really, I dig you a lot, but you had too much baggage. And that's ultimately. <laughs> oh, this is going to get good real quick. That, uh, you're great. <laughs> I enjoyed our time. But, uh, and it wasn't, you know, you, you can't help that you have three kids and, you know, you had a very busy life and I was not, I was, I had my own agenda working and it just, it didn't, it didn't happen. But that's one of those times where I said, uh-uh, I can't take it on. And, and, and in the interest of full disclosure, 
also, I was trying to get, I wanted a kid myself and wanted to get married. So that's something that you could take on. Yeah. So that's something that whether, you know, whether, no matter what the situation is, and that's part of the baggage thing, which is you two happen to have been single and never had kids and haven't been married. And in many ways, that's a good fit because you both were eager to get married and find your partner and so forth. And you didn't have to deal with any of that, that type of baggage. And then, you know, for a lot of pe- divorced men like me or women who have had their kids, it may be that getting married or having kids is just not where they are in life. So there's, there's baggage and then there's where you are in life. What, what, are your, what are you wanting? And there are a lot of post-divorce people who say, well, maybe I'll get married, but it's not so important. But maybe if you've never been married, it's pretty important. I've actually dated... Besides you, Trevor, I've had I've a number of women who had never been married before, and it put a certain amount of uh, pressure to like. Yes. I want to get. I, I want to get married, and for me, it's like well, I, 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 I might, I could, but it's a different energy around doing things like that. Yeah, um, uh, you know, it's, you know, like, like I said, I there were times in my life where I came to a certain relationship with. Um, stuff that that's you're right. It's not baggage. It's just what I wanted, and what you wanted versus and that's that's what dating's about. What do you want? And being as honest as possible with people up front. What do you really want here? Uh, and, well, so, and and I think some people aren't honest uh, with themselves or other people. That's always the case that we are encountering. Uh, right. it, this is really fascinating because this may be uh, one of the first times uh, that I'm aware of where we have a host interviewing an ex in front of her husband. Uh, that's not that may not be on Jerry Springer. So that's, that's kind of uh, you know very interesting how that worked out. Uh, so Tom, maybe we should talk later because there's a lot of things I want to you know ask you. Uh, but uh, that being said, we actually have a caller, uh, Terry. So, uh, Terry, are you um, on the line? We, we don't know if Terry is yes, a man I am. or woman. Hi, Terry. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? We're good. Thanks for calling in. And you've got Tom Caruso on the phone, too, with Trevor and I. Hi, Tom. Hi, Terry. What's going on, Terry? Um, well, you know, I'm divorced, and... I have almost an 18-year-old son, and talk about, um, I don't really don't think he's quote-unquote baggage, but a lot of the men who I have met do consider him baggage, and um, every time I, you know, if I'm out with someone and he asks, do you have any children? Oh, yes, I have a, an almost 18-year-old. He, he looks at me like, oh, my God, and I can almost read his mind oh, my God, I'm going to have to take care of him. I'm going to have to support him. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then I pipe in, well, it was, well, don't worry. He's got a father, and his father's 100% in his life. And, yes, my son does come first. So yes. I've met men who have children who are grown, who are in college, or who have, you know, graduated from college and who are working. And I just feel that they think my, my son is going to be sort of hampering us, if you will, quote-unquote. And I just find that I have to kind of defend him almost and say, no, you know, he's going to go to college. And is, and I find myself just sort of 
what's the word I want to use? Um, trying to sell myself in that, don't worry, it's just going to be us. You know, he has a father, da-da-da. And then uh, I also have a mother who um, is in the advanced stages of Alzheimer's. And so that mm-hmm. scares the heck out of men, too. You know, am I going to have to take care of her? And it's just, it's not easy. It's just, it's not easy being... Hmm. Tom, you got. We have a couple minutes to break, so go ahead. Would you like me to respond to that? Yes, please. Yeah. So my, you know, when I hear, if I hear, if I was, I'm, I'm actually dating somebody now, but if I was meeting somebody who had an almost 18 year old kid, that would be like, oh, that's that's, you know, for me, that would be very uh, easy to manage because it's not in the early stages of parenting. To me, that's like, uh, oh, because I don't, you know, I'm, I've already raised my three kids and don't want to go back there. And so if someone wants to have a baby or has an eight-year-old, it's like, I'm not at that stage of life. I don't want to be doing that. But I, I'm, I'm surprised that for Terry that you had that experience, given that your son is already kind of close to, you know, doing, you know, being more independent and all that. And all the time, you know, I, I, so I just think maybe I'm wondering, Terry, if you are feeling your own baggage, and you, you're, 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 you're kind of very aware of it and worried about the other person versus, yeah, I got an 18-year-old and an aging mother, and what's the big deal? And if the right guy is there, you know, he's not going to give a shit mm, about that's that. Really, really like, good if point. If not the right guy, if that's not the right guy, then he'll see it as bad. Because to me, it's, that's just regular life. That's actually, as far as I'm concerned, you're kind of free and easy. Yeah, and you and somebody She's like free, a Tom. But not easy. Oh, we don't know that about Terry. But the, the <laughs> okay, but the that thing here is that Tom is that you you bring a wisdom to a situation like this that Terry may actually be better off seeking somebody that has experience with kids and parents and stuff and and is not uh, just coming off the street with none of these experiences which can be construed as baggage. It's not baggage. It's life. It's normal. Right. We all have to deal with it. So Terry. As it, it might be something for you to uh, look at uh, who you are seeing, and maybe this person's not the that person for you. We only have three well, seconds to a break, so go ahead. What, what, Tre- what Trevor was saying before, which is like with her own upbringing, is we all have a certain neurotic repetition of trying to make things right from our childhood. And so maybe, you know, who knows, Terry, what you're trying to get right from your past. But I, I, I know that in terms of your circumstances, there's nothing, there's, you know, you're... In, in the low bag, you're you're like have carry on baggage as far as I'm concerned. Terry, Terry, want, Terry, we have to go to a break right now, but we're going to come back and and uh, have you uh, address what has just been said. Okay, so uh, stay with us, and we will be right back. Is email an important part of your business? It is for us. That's why Voice America partners with MailJet. MailJet lets us create impactful newsletters and deliver them right to the inbox fast. Microsoft, MIT, and Avis trust MailJet for their emailing, and so should you. Go to MailJet.com and use the promo code VOICEAMERICA to start emailing for free today. Hi, I'm Sam Nussbaum, WellPoint's Chief Medical Officer. We proudly support the March of Dimes mission to improve the health of babies and fight premature birth. We're helping the March of Dimes fund breakthroughs in research and community programs that help more moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in working together to provide children with a healthier start in life. 
visit marchofdimes.org. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're listening to Done Being Single with dating interventionists Trevor and Robbie Sharp. If you've got a question, a dilemma, or dating nightmare you want to share, call us today at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. You can also reach us by email, Trevor and Robbie at DunBeingSingle.com. And now, back to Done Being Single with dating badasses Trevor and Robbie Sharp. Okay, we are back, and uh, we have uh, Terry on the line. And Terry, I hope uh, I think we lost you there for a minute, but you're back. And uh, yeah. any response to what you heard? Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm just. I, I mean, I have actually. I have met men who are, you know, open and willing to the fact that I have a teenager. But also, um, something I didn't mention was that, you know, I guess since I went through a really bad divorce, I am really terrified of not only making the same mistake again, but of bringing my son into it this time and hurting him mm. again. Mm. Yes, it's, it's understandable because we can get attracted to people and then we kind of start, and I've made that mistake of integrating too quickly and then realizing it's not happening and it creates a lot of kind of, uh, a lot of turmoil in life. And one mm-hmm. of the things I, it took me a long time to learn is that it really takes two years to really get to know a person. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. you, you just don't know. You need time. And uh, when you start yeah. introducing parents and kids and things, and if, and if it's not happening, it can really make, make life confusing. Uh, I have to interject something. We, my wife and I, Trev and I were at, at Gelson's last week, and we uh, came across a friend of mine, uh, a great musician friend, and uh, he let us know that he was dating a woman who had – the most incredible young son, and he ended up loving the son more than the woman he was yeah. dating. And uh, he felt terrible about not wanting to pursue the relationship with the woman, but not wanting to give up the relationship <laughs> with the develop with the son. So uh, exactly. that just brings us to mind. Oh, yeah, you know what? Exactly. I you know where I thought you were going to go with that story about <laughs> about gas about farting. Oh, that gee. it takes two years to you know no, get comfortable. Nobody's talking about farting. <laughs> That's right. right. So, but didn't he we, say we have, something? Yes, he did. He, he, we told him about the show, <laughs> okay. and he, was, he says, oh, you got to talk about farting. I said, oh, take it away. Does gas okay. um, qualify as baggage? Yes, if you have a gastrointestinal issue. Okay. That, right. you get, you, that needs to be shared at some point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, sorry about that a little interlude there, Terry. Uh, but, um, no problem. Go, go ahead, <laughs> Tom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what are we talking? We're talking about like introduce, yeah, introducing, uh, um, and I, and this goes back to what Trevor and I were talking about before, which is who, who, where is the other person at in life? Do they have kids? Have they had kids? You know, 
what's going on and what do you really, what are each people, you know, we often get involved with people who want different things. Right. You know, I see people get together. And I've had, I love that when I have those people come in, oh yeah, my stepfather walked me down the aisle with my father. I love him as much as I love my, you know, there's some beautiful stories of integration, but it, 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 you know, it, it's, not, it's not, blending families and blending situations is not easy. And the later, more, the more kind of set we are in our ways as we get older, the harder and harder it, gets, it is to do it. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, Terry, thank you so much for calling in. We've got another a couple of callers that we want to get to, so we appreciate okay. you calling in, and please uh, call thank in again. Thank you very okay? much. Bye-bye. All right, take care. I think we have uh, uh, Meredith. Are you on the line? Yay, hi. Hi, Meredith. How hi, are guys. you? I'm good, Robbie. Trevor, how are you guys? Hi, Meredith. How are you doing? I'm good. Did you bring me in after flatulence on purpose? Uh, better than before. <laughs> yes. So at least yes. you're yes, you're you're you know, you're, you're downwind. This, okay. This topic honestly could be four or five episodes for me personally. But right? You know, I know, I, me too. I could talk for like two hours on this. Yes, yes. You know, I was married twenty two years. And, you know, had an okay divorce. Of course, there's always sadness. And, and you know, the things that, that I would like to talk about are a couple things. One is boundaries. You cannot love somebody until you know your own boundaries. And when you were talking about doing your own work, Trevor, I love that. Because, you know, I, I agree with what I heard about two years. You don't actually know someone for two years. But I do know that I personally don't think I want to get married. I love kids. I have kids. I don't want, you know, uh, to be involved with someone who has really young children. But more than that, I think we come into any relationship with baggage. And there's different kinds to me. There's situational baggage and situational fatigue. So when sometimes you come in with an ex that has just been a horrible divorce or you have, you know, elderly parents and, and all that stuff, that's what I would call situational fatigue. And, and that's negotiable. That's something that you guys have to work on together. And you have to have someone that's willing to do that, right? <laughs> and you have to know what those situational fatigue uh, markers are. I, I know what they are for me. And uh, I'm hoping that the person that I'm involved with knows enough to know what their situational fatigue is and what they bring in. Um, and, and then there's a couple things that I call the relationship bugaboos, just because it's, it's what I think of love like. There's blame and shame, and they're the bugaboos. You know, the, the easiest thing for me to do as a human, and it's a default, is to blame. When someone comes up in a relationship and they're just, you know, they're doing something that I hate, it's really easy to blame. Well, it's them. Mm. They are not, um, they're not being trustful enough. They're not making me feel safe. And I think one of your other uh, episodes was talking about safety and relationships. Um, and, okay, so and yeah, I, I just want to say, um, you know, back yeah. at back at you, Meredith. Thanks for the um, the props. I'm going to give you some props too because I think it's um, so impressive that you have healthy boundary setting and know how to do it, and you stick to it, and that will save you in the end. Tom, what Thanks. do you think? Well, that's. I mean, my kids uh, are so annoyed by me over the years because all I talk about is boundaries and. 
you know, codependence <laughs> and, you know, what, you know, that's, I, I don't make you feel anything. And, you know, we were all responsible for our own feelings and blah, blah, blah. So I'm, that, that's, that's my religion, basically. I teach nonviolence. Yeah. And it's one of my favorite things is, is setting healthy boundaries. And it's, it's hard to do. It, it's like going to the gym. You, just, you don't get in shape going to the gym one day. It's an ongoing exercise. That's that's about. not a good subject to discuss around here. Oh my here. God! Right, don't so, talk about going you know, to gym. Really, you know, Robbie, you, did you need to do that? Robbie that was, just broke out into a sweat, and it's not because he's working out; it's because he's thinking about it. He hates it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's you know, another episode. That was a lousy that's thing. A, yeah. That's a whole other episode. I think one of the easiest things to do is kind of be alone because you can hear your own brain talk. You can have your friends agree with you. And, you know, when your own stuff comes up, it, it's hard to not go into shame. And, and I'll use myself as an, an example. I felt in my relationship now that I really wasn't sure how if I could trust this person. And I had a, a divorce that was, you know, I could blame him because he did have an addiction of some sort that really messed us up. And it made me not trust my own instincts in choosing another mate. Um, and when I was truly doing some work on myself, I realized that I could blame him. But after he engaged in this um, addiction, I went away and started getting all my juju, all my happiness, all my love in work. <laughs> I didn't bring it home. Good. I did not bring my love home. I brought my love to my work. I invested in my kids. And I really, really took him out of the equation. <laughs> And if I look back on my trust issues with men, it would go back to that <laughs> because I, I have to take responsibility for that to forgive him to trust somebody else. <laughs> and I mm -hmm. felt a lot of shame about that because I, I thought I'd work that out. Um, so I think blame and shame are the bugaboos of, of, of love. And you have, to, you have to be with someone that's willing to look at their own stuff. And I also think I, am, I think that... Sorry, I, you just made me think of something, Meredith. That um, yeah. baggage to me is it's it's all negotiable. It's really kind of when you think about it, um, it's negotiable or it's non-negotiables. In my case, my non-negotiables are anger um, and available non-availability. Those were two things right. that I would not tolerate. And I dated a guy yeah. who had serious anger issues, really um, exasperated by his divorce. And it was almost like the third, the, the, the other woman in the relationship. Mm -hmm. He was so yeah. um, immersed and consumed and attached to his anger that it became like he was having an affair with this other woman. I couldn't take it anymore. And, and that was like, uh, -uh no more. Okay. So Meredith, I think we've, thank you so much. Um, I know yeah. we've got this, this yeah, topic is, present, is hot. Right? The, 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 the lines are blowing up. Um, we got callers. Yeah, we, got okay. we do have callers, but uh, Meredith, you're Meredith thank, you thank you so much for calling in and calling again. Uh, but uh, we've oh. got another uh, got a minute or so before we go to a break. Uh, Tom, you got uh, anything that I could consider to be like a tip of the week? A tip? Yeah, for our tip of the week. Well, I mean, what I just heard is some, you know, I said baggage is not a technical term, but what, what, she, what she just brought up was that. Just the fact that maybe her last relationship was there was betrayal or there was, a, you know, secrets or whatever, that creates, you know, we have trauma. And whether it's childhood trauma or relationship trauma, we bring that into the next relationship. So if I'm, you know, the, if the person I'm dating now was, was abused in some way in the previous relationship, 
that's still there. I'm living with that. Or I'm, I, I have to contend with her history, with her, her, her muscle memory. And that's part of relationship is trying to, you know, reassure somebody that this is a new, a different experience. And sometimes the old experience takes over uh, living the new, the new experience. And how do you get somebody to uh, unpack, unload, unburden? Well, there's, I think, you know, in a, relationships can be learning and growing experiences. It can be corrective experiences. That's to me why we do relationships. To me, having a relationship is, is the way I grow, is the way I become a, yeah. a better human. Uh, I think it's easier to be just, you know, not easier, but uh, intimacy means into me see, you know, look into me. I want to look into you. I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to, I want to connect and I want to understand your pain. I want to understand your wounds. I, I want to know when I trigger you and you trigger me. That's part of the, and that's a wonderful exercise to, you know, to unpack uh, our history and make it, let's do it differently than what we had before. Wow, you're actually making baggage sound attractive. That's really an incredible well, job we, there. Well, yeah, because we have it. It can be. It. It's a reality. We have it. It is, it is a reality. It is life. Yeah. And you're, so making, you're turning it into a Gucci bag. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Everybody loves a Gucci bag. Uh, and... Uh, Along with life, we have to take breaks. So here is a break coming up right now. But we've got a couple other callers coming on the line. So stay tuned because uh, this is getting good. We'll be right back. And now back to Done Being Single with Married Couple and Dating Ass Kickers, Trevor and Robbie Scharf. All right, we are back, and we have got a Pamela on the phone. And Pamela, you got a couple of minutes. Unfortunately, we we are in our last segment here, so we have a couple other callers too. But uh, talk to us, Pamela. How are you? Are you there, Pamela? She's Thank so you for blown, so my blown away. Yeah. Pamela, are you there? I am. Can Hi. you not hear me? We hear you. You're kind of breaking up, though. Okay. So my question is: uh, one of my sons is getting married in two weeks. And it's a very big family to do. And I'm bringing a date Mm -hmm. who my kids haven't met, but I've been going out with for over a year. And he's really up and great about it. But I'm just concerned of how it's going to fit in with my former husband and everyone else. Awesome time. Wow. Film it, please. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you chose an an interesting time to to make the introduction, but... uh, I guess everyone's going to be very distracted anyway. Well, I figured if this is someone, my kids live in a different state. They live in Los Angeles. I live in Arizona. And if my, mm-hmm. um, if this is a big family event, why shouldn't I bring someone who's special to me? Why should I have to go through it by myself? By the way, even if you, if, even if you wasn't special, who says you can't just bring a date? Exactly. Because Everyone else is married, but my former husband's gay. I didn't know mm-hmm. he was gay when I married him. Just one of those details that popped out. And next week we will be featuring day. Pamela on her own episode. <laughs> this is this well, is really great. I, I wouldn't call that necessarily baggage, but that's like that's again where we're, we mentioned earlier about truth and full disclosure. And of course, that's not just being truthful to the other person, but truthful to yourself. So often people in your situation, obviously, you didn't know what was going on. I'm sure your your ex husband didn't either to some extent, or wasn't able or willing to deal with that at that point. But uh, yeah, I, that's, that's, that sounds like a, a great idea to, to, to bring a, your, your boyfriend to, a, to the wedding. Why not? Why not? Uh, uh, Pamela, I guess your kids all know about him, even though they haven't met him, right? Correct. Correct. Okay. Um, 
You know, it's very difficult when your kids are grown and then you meet people who you go into relationships mm-hmm. with because you, are, you don't have them at home, but you still have extended families that you have to blend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is challenging. Um, and I guess that goes down to, again, so we were talking about boundaries before, which is often we worry about what other people are going to think about this or that. And at some level, as we get older and our kids are grown, it, I, I like getting to the point where whatever they think is not my problem. I care. I'd like them to like who I'm dating. You know, I have a girlfriend. I'd like it. I'd like everyone to get along. But at the end of the day, it's like, this is who I'm dating. I hope everyone likes each other. And it's also not Well, my, my I've deal. gone through this before, and the last person I dated, my kids called Rusty because they thought he was like a rusty nail. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That's probably not right. in a good so way. So that made it difficult for me. And when you've got two boys and they decide to judge who you're dating. Mm-hmm. That's not good. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. I, I, I don't like, I want my kids to like who I'm dating or what I end up with. But exactly. I need to like, I need to like who I'm dating. Uh, and if I really like who I'm dating and want to keep on dating, then that's what I'm going to do. Not based on everyone else's opinion or desires. Right. Now, the, the, hard part about that, the hard part about that is I really love my kids and I like hanging out with my kids. And of course, there's a very real fear, real, real fear that if I end up being with somebody who they don't like, I'm not going to be able to see them as much as I would like. And that's, that's an understandable. Uh, right. But when your kids are older, you don't hang up. You did when they were little and you were driving them places or having dinner with them exactly. seven nights a week. Exactly. And what becomes difficult is planning vacations like Christmas holidays and things and mm-hmm. having to choose yeah. between. Pam, I think a wedding yeah. is the perfect opportunity for everybody to meet and get together and have a good time and talk if they can and, you know, converse and get to know each other. I, I think it's uh, probably a – there's no better opportunity than this. It's, uh, it's a real f- feel-good opportunity, and uh, hopefully that will be the result. Yeah. Well, we're hoping for the best. I'll let you know. Muscle Yeah, maybe he'll pop the question. <laughs> what would that question? Uh, and I will call back to figure out how to handle that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, what, Tom, did you ask me a question? I said, we don't know if she wants a question pop. <laughs> uh, that's true. I don't know. I'm assuming. Uh, I don't know. Yes, Trevor, you're presuming that she wants the question. Is that... Yes. Uh, you Pam, know, do you Jimmy, want the question popped? I keep forgetting that not all women want to get married again. I forget yeah. that. Okay. I'm just trying to stay present with this. It's, uh, I have a business that I'm growing, so it's not my number one priority. Okay. okay. Well, as long as he makes you his number one priority, that's that's important. <laughs> exactly. Or maybe not maybe number not one, but up there. Well, Pam, thank you so much for the call. Best of luck, Mazel on the wedding, and uh, hope to hear from you again and let us know how it turns out. Thank you for your time. All right. Thank you. We have one more caller, uh, Lisa. We've only got a couple of minutes, though, Lisa, so if you can uh, come in and say hi and tell us what's up, uh, we'll get to it. And uh... Hello, Trevor Robbie. Hi, Tom. Am I allowed to share our joint history and baggage? Um, I don't know. Uh, is there a joint history and baggage? <laughs> oh, it's getting even more beautiful. Hi, Lisa. Uh, oh, my Hi, God. Tom. Hi, Trevor. Hi, Robbie. Hi. Um, I just called to actually comment that I feel like in this, in this situation when we're older and we have kids and 
and, uh, and, and there's baggage, and it's so much about timing, you know, and I think that if the timing is, is not right, and the timing isn't exactly right, it's not going to work in any relationship, but especially when it's with us, with kids, and, and uh, you know, there can be a lot of love, and there can be a great relationship, but if the timing isn't right, and, and all the pieces don't fall into place, like one thing can make the house of cards kind of crumble, and I think that... Um, that is, you know, that it, it gets so much more difficult as we get older to navigate all that stuff that goes into having a relationship with kids and ex-wives. And, you know, my boyfriend now, um, he and his ex-wife, they do all these, like, holiday and stuff together. And sometimes I end up feeling like the other woman. And it's sort of, you know, it doesn't feel comfortable all the time, but I just try to, you know, grin and bear it and, and be happy that I'm actually invited to the party. Yeah. That is, I think uh, that's okay. one of the things with, with being a parent, uh, and, I, and I've had this problem with people who don't have kids, because I often, I'll drop almost anything for my kids, and maybe not everyone agrees right. with that, but that's, that's how I want to do it. And I've talked to a lot of people with kids who say the same thing, but then if you're dating somebody who doesn't have kids, that doesn't feel so nice to them. No, absolutely uh, not. So and, Lisa, is, and again, it comes sorry. down to boundaries. How do we want this couple to work in terms of, kid prioritization, even whether they're adults or not, the kids. How are we going to balance being with kids, not being with kids, doing, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend stuff? It's, it's complicated. In every situation, I think, has to be navigated, you know, unique to whatever well, that is. My idea of how is always dating somebody whose kids were perfect, because that to me was like, that just made me feel like my kid is so not perfect and not okay, and I would much rather be with someone whose kids are real and have issues and aren't perfect and that they're struggling, because then I can feel like I'm kind of in the boat with them as parents trying to do the best we can uh, with situations that aren't always that easy. I, I'm, I, curious I have to say, I'm curious about these perfect kids. I've never heard of such a thing. Yeah, they, uh, right. Well, what do you say? I've never perfect heard kids. of a perfect kid. Right. I, I would. So I have to. Uh, we have to wrap it up, though. We. Okay. We, I just want to okay. say one thing uh, about my experience dating guys with kids. That's. Okay. That's another episode. Yes. Shit. You're not going to get that in in thirty seconds. Okay. I would uh, say. We, I, we I, just want to thank okay, Lisa. Thank you so much for the call, yeah. Tom. Okay. Uh, go ahead. We Tom, you got you got ten seconds to promote something. What do you got? Your oh, business. I, 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 I wasn't planning on promoting, but uh, I'm a I, just to let you know who I am. I'm a psychotherapist at Redondo Beach, and I teach at people who are becoming therapists and at Cal State Dominguez Hills. And, and anybody uh, that's listening wants to find there, out just one more about time. Uh, do uh, learn nonviolent communication. It's one of the, it, learning empathy and how to communicate nonviolently will make your life go much better. All right. Okay, and, Tom, uh, thank you so much. Tom, you're a good sport. Yeah, um, excellent. Lisa, and, thank you again. And, uh, All callers, thank you're you. You're a good sport, seeing as that two of your ex-girlfriends have just, you know, sort of confined you. Okay, um, so next so, week's show is what, Treva? Okay, next week's show. For, I want to do my tip, too. Got to end. Uh, we're done. No, we're okay, done. Okay, shit. We're done. You're out. Sorry. All right. we're, next we're week's show. Next week's show, um, get what you want without settling, basically. There you go. All right, we'll so see you by next week. You guys, thank you so much. Great show. And um, all of you, come back. We are done being single, and hopefully you are, too. See you next week on Done Being Single. 